0: This is Matt. I'm the lead pastor of Westminster Baptist Church. Thanks for engaging God's word with us. Uh, my prayer for you is that this would be supplemental to your discipleship journey. Uh, if we can connect you with a local church or discipleship group, uh, please contact us at info at discoverwbc.com.
1: Good morning, church. It is my uh, privilege and honor this morning to welcome a dear friend of mine, Pastor Julio, from Kapatian, Haiti. Um, Julio and I uh, was discussing things in my house this week, and I said I think it's been about 10 years uh, since I first met Julio. I was able to speak at a pastor's conference there and um, Julia was introduced to me as one of my translators and has done that several times and uh, we've visited his church several times now and uh, Bethesda Church and School has become a partner church with our church. And uh, we are privileged to have our brother in the States with us for a few more days. And uh, he's going to be sharing a video first um, for you all about his ministry and then uh, sharing from his heart for you. So let's watch this video. And brother, we're we're so thankful you're here today. God bless you.
2: Bonjour, Frère Maximeur en Jésus-Christ. Comment nous? How are you? Jésus remet Jesus loves you. It's glorious. It's joyful. It's wonderful to be here today to worship our Father who sent Jesus Christ upon the cross on that tree, that day, when he brought together the incarnation and the resurrection to complete our salvation. And before he he went to the grave, and there under that cross, with all sufferings, and he said, it is finished, which means the work for me and you. To have eternal life, and one day to be with them, and his home was complete forever. I'm here to thank you so much for all you've been doing for Haiti, for your mission, leading by Pastor Glennie, his wife, and his. The team. It's been gracious meeting Pastor Don, his wife, and many other friends there in Haiti. And I'm glad today to pay this back, even in this cold weather, to pay the price <laughs> to come here. And thank you so much for your investment to help give Many children hope they are in Haiti with a good education. Nothing is free in Haiti. It's really difficult for many children to go to school. In fact, I came from voodoo. I was serving beside my family in all voodoo dancing ceremony and sacrifices. I was able to go to school, but when I accomplished, we call it over there, primary school. And I've been to a difficult time because my father, because my mom was dying when I was one, Lost my, my little brother. And I didn't know what to do when I was not able to go to school because that was the only hope, to change life, to have a better life, to have a better hope. In Haiti, especially if you come from a remote or village country. But it was from that trial after working on people's land has a sure crop where I can save money. But it was wasting time. Sometimes we have crop almost ready, we lost them because too much sun. And you know, you may know in Haiti, it used to be over 100. It's not like here, 30. (laughs) And sometimes we have too much rain. There is no good irrigation system there in Haiti. So we lost the crops by the flood. That was a lot of trials. I was homeless, hopeless. I keep trying, trying, trying to see how we can make it in life. At that time, life, life was like meaningless. I did not see any reason for me to leave. If I'm going to face this kind of thing in my life, why should I leave? But when I did not know exactly what to do, God sent people on my way to be my friends and invite me to go to church. And I used to tell people from our church, you go and tell your friend to come to church. You go many places, hanging out with them. Now it's time for us to go and bring them to church. So they invited me to go to church. And I hear again, even I was in a school where they shared the gospel. And I get saved when I was 18. And God and does, I was able to go to school and have tuition. And I still have to pay. But there was no job. Until God sent a team, missionary to Haiti to work on a project to build a school there. And after I get off from school, I go over there and I see what I can do to earn some money to save for the time when it's come to me, for me to pay for my other half of my tuition. And when they go to go back, they was from Canada, the team. And one of them said to me, How can we help you? I said, I'm struggling with my education. I don't see no way I can make it. But if one of you can pay for me for that, this is all I want to make my way. And I was blessed. Someone pay for that. And there was another missionary with diagnosed cancer to die six months. And God saved his life. He did not die. So he ended up being a missionary in Haiti. learned for the first time port au He did not like port au So he asked, his, he asked his cousin, do you know somebody else somewhere else where we can go and do something? So he ended up going to my village. And uh, he and I became very good friends. And one day he told me, I'm going to give you a place to stay. I'm going to give you food every day. I'm going to cook for you. Me, that was a young man, hopeless. Now I have a missionary come in Haiti and want to cook for me and provide a place for me to stay. But he told me, if you don't speak English, you're not going to stay in my house. That was my motivation to learn English for food and a place to stay until I discovered God was having a plan for me today. So from that, I was able to go to school and get my education and go to seminary there in Haiti. And when I get married, my wife and I have five children plus one foster girl. The place where we are, see the need. We started church, as you can see in the video, from scratch, from nothing. And now we have a church over 400 and 250, 100 people on Sunday come there to worship the Lord and train the children, the young people, the adults, to be useful for the kingdom, the kingdom of light, the kingdom of love, the kingdom of grace. It's important, I'm saying that again, it's important, the education in Haiti. This is the only hope after God, after Christ, to help the children, the people, to have a better life. As you can see in the video, the children, they are excited to go to school. They're excited to learn. And that bless my heart. Someone that was not able to go to school now can provide education for almost over 325 children. And when we can provide a meal for them, it's not always easy. But because people like you invest in many places in Haiti, including in our ministry, we can, by the grace of God, touch many children's lives there and raise them to be leaders. Because one of my passions is to see people from our church to lead my city and to become great leaders in the country of Haiti. As we share with other pastors, when we have pastors' conference, we used to have over 225, 230, 250 pastors and or more come to our church for pastors' conference. Because this is one of my passion. I like to bring pastors together. Because I know we are all going to so many trials sometimes and face so many difficulties so we can one another bless and encourage to so keep going the ministry. It is because of your donation and generosity that we can fight against starvation by as you can see also in the video by food distribution. So when you do something it goes it's got to people. It's not like the government. I'm not here to criticize the government. They know I'm not afraid for them. But many, a ton of money I've been going to Haiti. You, you, you may know that. But the country is still poor. People, population. As you can see, the market. This is, most people, this is why they go to the market. It's not like you have Walmart and super, uh, supermarket things like that in Haiti, most places. Haiti could be a great nation. Because there is a lot of potential possibility there in Haiti. But we do need people who love God and love others to change the nation. And I believe it only when Christ comes in somebody's life that can make a difference. But this is what we trust trusting in God to do there in Haiti by raising those children and people from our church and other churches to see this change. As you may know, 5 million out of 12 million people in Haiti go to bed almost every day with empty belly, where other places people don't really appreciate all they have. They don't appreciate all they have. Many complain. Many of them keep complaining almost day long. At the same time, where people are dying for little. There's no free education. There's no, no free education in Haiti. Nothing is almost running well in the country. We don't have hospital, good hospital. We don't have good uh, education system. The government, all government school. you have to pay. If you cannot pay, you, you could not go. The children could not go there. Or stay on the, on the street. Be somebody else, like criminal gangs. It is because of your gift that we can help people when they seek to go to the hospital and help for their medication. We want you to truly know that when you go or invest in people for mission to equip the saints and to carry the gospel message and to teach other skill, you make a huge difference in lives. Like the missionaries touch my life, and you also who help, who invest in people to go, or those of you who stay home doing something in your community, you touch life for generations. It's what God through me because of what the missionary has done that I can touch those children' life. And to serve the country. So thank you for your generosity. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your love. Thank you for all you do for your ch- through your church to reach out in your city, as well as in Haiti, to make the change we want to see there in Haiti. I said already, it is the place where, for the first time, Christopher Columbus, this is some mystery, learned for the first time. And this place was so gorgeous, beautiful, He called that place Hispaniola, which means little Spain. And now, after almost 200 years, the country is going down because of bad administration, government, president. It's one after It's one disaster after disaster there. But we know, in the midst of all, tumult, riots, Chaos, the living God, is there with us in Haiti. As we sing, the battle belongs to God. And we are going to stay there in this battlefield to fight against the darkness forces there. And we believe that you're going to keep holding our hands in that place. Even it's dark But we believe that very soon, the light is going to shine over there in Haiti and to rise up as a great nation again. We do all by the love and the obedience to Christ, our Lord and Savior, who called us all for mission. You are all here called for mission. You need to find something to do. When I go places, I'm not going to play. I go talking to people's hearts and see how the fire can burn somewhere, and somebody lies, to get up and find something to be busy for the kingdom, for the master. It's not only about giving money. It's always about you. Find something to do here, there, in Haiti. If you don't have anything you can do here, If you cannot find anything to do here, I am here to tell you, we can have have things for you to do in Haiti. (laughs) But not now, when the country is better. Thank you for all you do for the people of Haiti, for your church, Pastor Glenn and his wife. I appreciate them so much. And thank you, Pastor Matt, and thank you, Pastor Larry. Thank you, Pastor Bill, and thank you, all the staff leading this wonderful place for the glory of God. Last word I'm going to say, I am going to go back home. I don't come to stay here. I've been coming here 10 years, but my heart, my passion is in Haiti. Even the country is not safe for now. Pray for my family, pray for Haiti, pray for the ministry. But when the times come, I will let Pastor Glenn know, and I will ride there at the airport, waiting for your flight to come and join us for the great commission there in Haiti. Thank you so much. And God bless you. Thank
0: you. Man, these are one of those days for a, a pastor that you just, you can stay standing, but I, I, you just watch what's going on and you're just like, man, this is what we want the church to look like, amen? Like, just missionaries... Uh, sending pastors there. I think uh, as I say missionary, what I mean is Pastor Glenn. Uh, I'm so thankful for your heart uh, for missions and for loving Pastor Julio and uh, for loving the pastors in Haiti and for going to Haiti. Um, to see Pastor Glenn be able to share in communion, to see Pastor Julio be able to share in ministry in Haiti. Uh, I got to hear Casey write a song in the first service. And to see our team lead worship, to see all of this happen together in front of you guys is like, I don't know if you're taking it in right now, but this is what the church ought to look like. This is what it should look like. Uh, and so I don't have a 45-minute sermon this morning, <laughs> but here's what I want to tell you. And I, I intended for this, because Pastor Julio, I wanted you to have time. I knew this was coming. But John chapter 4 tells us about, about Jesus and a Samaritan woman at the well. And in that conversation, she asked a question because there are a lot of people who are coming um, who are thirsty, right? And maybe you say today, man, I, I'm not like, physically thirsty. I understand. I'm, what I'm talking about is Jesus knew that we were thirsty for something else. You see, the woman at the well thought she was thirsty for water. And what Jesus tells her is, no, no, no. I have eternal water, a water that never run, runs dry. Because when you feel like you are dry, you need a water that doesn't run dry, Right, we thirst for something outside of this world that can only be found inside of Christ. And to be in Christ, is Christ's church, the bride of Christ, to be His, to be called children of God, no matter where you're from, if you're from Haiti or you're from the United States of America or I met another one of my friends in this room who's from Nigeria, it doesn't matter where you are from. What matters is this. Who is your king? Who's your father? And we can all cry out as one, Abba, Father, to King Jesus. So check this out. Think about this. The woman at the well, she's Samaritan. She goes to Jesus, and he's a Jew. And she thinks, well, I can't worship on this mountain because I have to worship in Jerusalem. What does Jesus tell Tell her? He says, you're you're not going to worship me based on mountains and places and and languages and ethnicities. You know what you're going to worship me based on? Spirit and truth. Where the Spirit is preached, it's been preached today. Where the Spirit is present, it is present in this place. That's where King Jesus will be worshiped. So this morning, you might have come here feeling a little bit dry, maybe in a season of family. Maybe in a season of serving uh, in your community or at your job or in friendships or wherever it is. Maybe you come into the church, into this place, and you're just like, I am, I need something more. There's nothing, you can't find anything more than Jesus. Like, that's the gospel. There's nothing more than Jesus. It's the good news that everything you wanted has been satisfied in Christ Jesus. And so her question is this at the end. The Samaritan woman, in John chapter 4, this is her question. She looks to Jesus and she says, we need, basically essentially this, we need more answers. And when the Messiah comes, he will give us the answers. When the Savior comes, he will give us the answers. What's Jesus' response? I am he. We've been walking through Haggai, and they're longing for the presence of Jesus. They're longing for the God's presence to return to them. And it says that God's presence will be with them for eternity. We're going to see that over the next few weeks. The beauty of the gospel is that God's presence is here with you today. Whether you are Haitian or Nigerian or from America or wherever you are from, God's presence is with you. And d- d- despite all... The things that want to disrupt our unity. The Spirit unites us together. And so today we're going to continue to worship. I'm going to be over here, and if you've never placed your faith in Jesus Christ, I would love to talk to you. That He died on the cross for our sins. That He rose from the dead for our life. That we might live for eternity outside of the hell that we experience on earth, or the hell that we could experience for eternity. No more tears. That's what it means for have living water, eternal water. No more brokenness, no more tears, no more fighting, no more separation, no more dividing, none of that. Eternity with God, forever, united together. And so, I'm gonna pray for you. And I would love to pray for you over here if you want to come down, or Pastor Glenn or Pastor Julio pray for you. Uh, if you, I told the second service this, and I'll tell you this too. Maybe you feel compelled to go. Maybe maybe you hear from Pastor Julio and you're like, man, I want to do something with my life, and I feel like I'm only serving myself, and you're like, I gotta get out and do something, and you want to go, and you say, I don't know where to go, and and we laugh at this because if you don't know where you're gonna go, you're gonna end up going to Haiti. Amen. <laughs> like, we're gonna go. Okay. And so uh, if you need prayer over like what God is calling you do in your life, or where you know you ought to be, and those kind of things, we'd love to pray for you, Pastor Glenn, Pastor Julio, just come down, like, we'd love to pray for you, or as you go, talk with somebody about what God is calling you to do. So, here's your gospel response for this morning, to respond to what God is doing in this place. Is God drawing you near because you've been far away? You feel like a Samaritan woman dry? Or is God calling you to something that you haven't been doing because you've been busy doing other things? Have you been, like, people in Haggai, complacent and comfortable, but not following after Christ? That's your gospel response for this morning. The worship team is going to continue to lead us. I'm going to be over here. I'll pray for you, or anybody, uh, really anybody in this room can pray over you. We are praying for you. All right, let's pray. God, you are, you are so good. You are more than we could ever ask for, and you give more than we ever need. God, if there's a need in this room of care there's a need in this room of just life and joy and peace and comfort, I pray, God, you would pour it out right now. God, would you pour down your spirit upon our people, the spirit of love, joy, and peace, the spirit of patience. I pray, God, you would be the comfort that you promised and the peace that you promised. I pray, God, that you would give us exactly what we need but also call us to where you have for us? Would you meet people in this place who need to come to faith in you? And would you call people from this place who need to go preach the gospel? And so God, we humbly come before you asking, what do you want to do in our lives? Whether we come to faith in you or go preach the gospel, what are you doing in our lives right now? God, we love you in your son's name. Amen.
1: the darkness tremble Jesus Jesus
0: Well, hey, if you are willing, would you come forward and just lay hands on Pastor Julio? We're going to pray for him. Uh, And if you're not, if you would just, just, yeah, just come forward and we're just going to lay hands on my brother and pray for him. Uh, He's heading back, uh, heading out Tuesday, correct? Yeah. And so we're going to send him out uh, ready to go. And so uh, you come around and just lay hands on him. pray in the powerful name of Jesus. God, our Father, you are our safety and security. We trust you as the one who is over all and in all and through all, and you can work in the midst of anything. And so God, as we send our brother back to a place of turmoil, as he shared, God, we are sending him knowing that you are a God who can protect him. And we pray specifically as he asked for his family, God, that you would give them a safety and security for the little children in the school God, that you would protect them. They did not choose to grow up in a place of turmoil and division, in a place where there's lacking safety and security, but they can know that you are the God of safety, the God of security. And in you, there is much strength that's far greater than the strength of this world. And so God, I pray for these little children to come up in faith, knowing that you are their, their God. And God, if they are your children, we know you love them even more than we do. And so God, I pray for the powerful strength to go with Pastor Julio, that as he goes, he will preach the gospel. That as he goes, he will love with your grace and your mercy and your truth, that that love will extend into the city and that it would light up a city, that it would grow into a a, a movement that would spread throughout the city and there would be no fear. That you would cast out all fear that you'd bring about such a love and a, and a mercy towards one another. That, Father, that city would be so flipped on its head that once a place of lacking security and once a place of, of fear to travel to will become a place where people find great safety and security under you. And so, God, I pray right now, I know that if your gospel invades that place, there will be nothing other than you that could be acknowledged as king. And so right now, God, just like the, a tree could be cut down in a, in a place where they worship trees or a, a voodoo master could be kicked out in a place where they worship voodoo or all of the things that can be little gods in this world can be kicked out and cast out. I pray that you would do a mighty miracle in capation. so that the people might look around and go, what did this? And there's only you. So God, would your gospel go even ahead of Pastor Julio? transform the city. So God, we love you. Show us how we can come alongside Pastor Julio even more. And we praise you in your son's name. Amen. Church, remember you're sent in the miss of darkness to light it up. Hey, come meet Pastor Julio. It'd be great. We'll see y'all next week. You have any questions about the sermon or would like to know more about following after Jesus, uh, please contact us and we would love to talk more about your relationship with Christ and how you can grow in your spiritual journey.